solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Chapter eight, the Death Day Party. Welcome to another episode. I'm Alex. I'm Molly. And this is Potter Watch. Thank you for tuning in. We're talking about episode eight, the Death Day Party, or as Molly would like it to be called. Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Borington. <laughs> harsh. Oh. Harsh words, Mom. This whole chapter, I'm going to throw down some harsh words. Oh, boy. This is just a little preview. I think we're going to disagree. <laughs> um, we're going to have a lot of chats. Um, or as I would like it to be called, a not-so-jolly-dead fellow. I see what you did there. Yeah, because it's his birthday. <laughs> oh, he's a jolly good fellow. It's not jolly, and he's dead. Um, okay. No, um, I got it. Oh, no, no, did you not? <laughs> and I, I loved it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just didn't know. I felt like I had to explain it. But now, yeah, now I definitely now get you it. certainly get it. It's really yeah. in your brain now. Still love it. Just saying, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I think I've alluded to my feelings on this chapter I previously. Mean, you have. And I went in thinking maybe it wasn't that bad. Did you? I did. I went in and okay, I was like, okay. oh, maybe like, I like was being dramatic about this chapter, which I still am being dramatic, but there's very few things that I liked about the chapter. There's things I liked that J.K. Rowling did, but not about the actual chapter. Okay. Because I was saying I went in because of your feelings on the chapter. Now, I, on the opposite end, have always thought this is sort of a great like little world bullet building nugget like I love this chapter and even like I have memories of really liking this chapter I think it's hilarious but um because you hated it so much and had been <laughs> alluding to it I was like this is gonna be like a nothing chapter but I found so many good little shells of JK yeah in here I like but I think that this chapter because she put so much stuff in it it's completely contrived like, we talk about, like, contrived stuff a lot on this, but, like, this chapter has literally no purpose for plot. It only has these, like, little things that do move the plot, but it's, like, I not think, what the chapter's about. But the death day party, okay, I don't think it's more contrived than the Norbert incident. Like, the Norbert incident literally is has no plot. Like, when they're, like, having to, like do all of that to bring Norbert to safety. Like, that has nothing to do. But at least do. they're, like, doing something. Like, this is such a passive they're chapter. They're going to the death day party. At least, like, with that when they're going into the... I can't believe I'm defending the Norbert chapter. They're yeah! They're going into, like, the forest, and they get to meet Ferenzi, and that kind of stuff. All right. Let's just talk about it. All right. Let's get into it. So, um, you've obviously read the books before if you're listening, or you're reading along with us if you're here right we now. Hope. We hope. I don't know why you're listening. <laughs> if you've never read them, kudos. Kudos for, keeping, <laughs> for going along with us. You must really like the sound of our shrill voices. I have a really low voice. Is that, is that so? That's how you can tell us apart. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, the... Uh, so this chapter is uh, begins with Harry um, talking to Nearly Headless Nick, and then he gets caught kind of by Filch, and he has to go into Filch's office, and he thinks he's in big mega trouble. And then Filch, he see, I mean, and then Filch steps out for a second, and 
Harry looks at the quick 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 spell quick spell which is like you know we figure out why he needs the quick spell later and then um it goes helping him nick helps him so that nick can get a special favor which is very slytherin move nick for someone who's the house of gryffindor i'm gonna tell i'm gonna talk about it (laughs) so um so then nick um helps him out and so then he's like but really I need your help Harry can you do me a favor on the sly and Harry's like yeah sure <laughs> and then um, Harry does him a favor you, you come and ask me for a favor on the day of my daughter's, daughter's wedding, wedding. <laughs> party with Ron and Hermione and um, they see Myrtle there we get the story about Myrtle some other fancy things happen that we will talk about and that's your oh and then there's like a petrified cat oh yeah there's a petrified cat yeah and we see the first enemy of the air beware so that's what we have what happened Um, that was your lightning bolt synopsis which I'm so glad Alex did because I literally never think to do that (laughs) yeah we um we it was brought to our attention that we don't do that anymore so we need to start doing it again. As you'll hear in our interview from last week. Plug. Um, so yeah. That's that. Let's get into some notes. So my first note is pretty innocuous. It's just on the um, pepper up potion. Oh, sorry. I just said, can you imagine like every illness, like minor illness is like taken care of. Like you just, there's like always a potion for it. A pepper up. Um, like, you're never really like that. Like, you don't ever have to deal with, like, the common cold or whatever. But the bad side to that is, like, what's bad for wizards is, like, so much worse. Yeah. Like, we see in St. Mongo's in book five. But, um, just, like, I think that would be nice if we had something, like, you have a pepper-up potion. Uh, yeah. Pepper-up potion, hangover potions used so much in But then fiction. you can never, like... Wish I had one. Take off work for being sick. <laughs> Yeah, but if you had a wizarding job, unless you were, like, doing papers at the ministry. Yeah, like, if you were one of those people in book seven that's just, like, putting together those pamphlets. Yeah. I'd I, be like, I'd want to call it. <laughs> I'm sick. I'm sick. The pepper up did not work. I'm, I'm, I'm allergic to pepper up. I just have really strong I'm wizard blood. Dragon pox. See? Yeah. Anyways, that was just my first little note. My Pretty note, tame. <laughs> my first note says, nearly headless Nick. Um, this nearly headless Nick business is so funny. I like to think about what JK was thinking when he when she was coming up with this, him being jealous about not being invited to the the headless hunt. Like Which come- is super Gryffindor, like really proud yeah. and like but that's like who thinks of that? Like nearly headless Nick, the the him not being invited to the headless hunt. It's so funny. Like it's, I don't know. I just think it's like a really cool thing. Yeah, I think that J.K. Rowling and I talk about this with the Death Day party. Like comes up with some really clever stuff. Now my thoughts on Nick with this whole thing is I don't feel bad for you one and oh you're so annoying because what? he's doing that thing and. For some reason, and this is definitely a personal thing, I really dislike it when people, like, half complain to you about something, but, like, don't want to tell you what it's about and are, like, wanting you to ask more questions but not actually, like, asking for your help. And he's, like, whining about, like, oh, they didn't... And Harry doesn't know what he's talking about. Instead of just saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm really upset because I didn't get invited to this death day party or to this um, headless hunt. 
And, like, that would have been fine. But, no, he does this whole, like, oh, like, blah, blah, blah. Ask me more questions about it. Like, I need attention. Like, I, like, that irks me to the core. And that Call really out post. Fun. Yeah. If you've done this to Molly, calls <laughs> out. I'm sure right. I have at one point. I'm, like, not even. But it is. I'm, and I'm, I've probably been guilty of this. But this is so funny. You're getting so heated. There are a lot of hand motions going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking on. a lot with my hands right now. Like, people need to know. Just tell people if they're, like, there for you. Like, which Harry's, like, like talking to him. He could just say, like, and he does end up telling him. But he, it's all this, like, and I get, like, it's a little intro into the whole Headless Hunt thing. But... On just like a personal level, <laughs> I take just a breath, find take a that breath. so annoying. <laughs> just like say what you want to talk about. Say what you need to say. Exactly. Say what you need. And to like say. Harry would listen and be like supportive or whatever. Yeah, Harry is Harry is really, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, a good guy. Yeah, but like he's taken one for the team. Oh yeah. In this. Uh, in this chapter. Um, um, another nice sliding in to the DMs. Just kidding. Sli- I don't have an Instagram. Um, sliding, sliding some information we need for later. Um, we have to reintroduce Mrs. Norris because of what happens later in this chapter. He, she, like, casually does yeah. a reintroduction. Or, like, Mrs. Norris, like, walks oh, by. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that this was her first reintroduction. It is. It's really cool. Yeah, especially because what happens, happens at the end of the chapter. Yikes. <laughs> Pulling that collar of the t-shirt. That is Oh, wow. So, time. Mrs. Norris only gets one chapter in this book. I didn't even realize that. Poor Nor-Nor. Yeah, I guess, yeah, she wasn't in the last chapter. That's oh, what well. Filch calls her um, at, later. Um, yeah, so there's, like, a fan theory about Mrs. Norris. Alex, do you want to talk about what your thoughts on it while I pull it up? So, the fan theory about Mrs. Norris is that Mrs. Norris is Filch's wife, who had, like, a bad transfiguration incident, or, I'm not, um, or Animagus Mm -hmm. incident, and she can't turn back. I thought this was canon like this is not a theory in my head when I was a kid I just assumed because of the inappropriate relationship in which Filch has with said cat that this was the truth I like nobody told me about this I did not know about fan theories I didn't really have access to the internet but I thought this and so then in my adult life when I was discussing Harry Potter with friends at one point I was an adult I was like probably 15 or something I was like yeah Mrs. Norris Filch's wife and they and my friends were like, "That's not real. What are you talking about? That never happened." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's a thing. You know, that's his wife. A bad spell gone wrong." But anyway, that's a theory that I 100% prescribe to. All right. So let me just read a little bit of um, some of this fan theory. So first we have, um, there are the fan theories that make no sense. Maybe it's just because they're one-offs or maybe there's some fandom behind this, but this just doesn't make sense. What? Maybe Filch just loves a woman who really loves to be a cat, or maybe he loves Mrs. Norris so much that he married an animal and partakes in bestiality. Who knows? There are a couple of theories out there like this, and the question is just why. What is the benefit of it? Maybe it's just a part of the fandom who misses their series. We used to. I feel have like a this person book. has a lot of like animosity towards their own theory. Yeah, so I didn't like what they said. So I found like another person that was like actually kind of defending this. 
Um, oh, so there are some arguments that Mrs. Norris is a, a kneesel or a kneesel. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't know a, if that's a, a silent... A I don't know if that's a silent K or not. A keezel. I think I call it a keezel. Yeah. So basically, they're just like familiars, kind of. Like, they get attached to like humans, but they are animals. And we'll talk about that a in the third one with... A specifically a cat, though. Okay. We're going to talk about it more with Crookshanks. Like, a familiar can be any animal, but like, a keezel is a cat. Okay. Yeah. We're going to talk about it more with Crookshanks in the third one. But, um, and especially because he's a squib, she's there to, like, assist him, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Um. I'm just saying her name is Mrs. Norris. Yeah, that was a big argument. Like, she's Mrs. and. Like, there's an R in the middle of that MS. Oh, and also because Mrs. Fig is a squib and she has a bunch of cats and they're all there to, like, look after her. Oh, and so one of the other things was that. Hagrid one time talks about how she like always follows him around and one of the people on this thread said it's because he doesn't have very much magic and that she's also kind of looking after him but like Hagrid assumes it's because she doesn't trust him. So I thought that was like kind of interesting. That Maybe interesting. like Mrs. Norris isn't as bad as she seems. No, she's a snitch and a fink and I don't like her. Mrs. Norris is Argus Filch's twin sister. He calls her my sweets. So basically this theory that they're twins um, is that Filch was a uh, squib, but she had powers, but they were, like, really neurotic and, like, couldn't control them and basically ended up being stuck as a, um, as a cat. And they have, like, a telepathic bond. Weird. Because then I worry about his relationship with his sister. Yeah, my sweets. <laughs> Very strange. Well, there's a lot out there on um, that she's his wife. No, like, real evidence. Mostly the Mrs. Norris and the my Look, sweets. it doesn't, that's all the evidence you need, really. She also doesn't behave like a cat. Like, she does behave like a keezel. Like, I will buy that theory, yeah. too. But, like, she lo- gives people looks like she knows they're misbehaving. Yeah, so that's our little fan theory I want to see a Mrs. Mrs. Norris Crookshanks showdown. Oh, I bet there's something on fan fiction about it. I'll look it up for you guys. I won't let you down. <laughs> so if you have any thoughts on Mrs. Norris, I'm going to go to ships Mrs. Norris Crookshanks um, and see no. what filth I If you've written one or want to write one, send it to us. We'd love to read it. And we'll read parts of it out loud if you want. All right, moving on. All right, speaking of Filch, my next note is the quick spell. This is so sad. Oh, gosh, it is very sad. Can I just say one note before it? Yes. Um, Harry, like, I'm a little bit mad at him for, like, dragging all that mud through. Like, he could have probably made it disappear with his wand. Like, I can kind of see why Filch is, like, mad at him. Like, he's he could have, like, taken off his shoes or something. Like, he's just, like... Carelessly, like, trekking that mud through the castle realm. I'm like, I get it, Filch. Like, you're a little upset. Are you sympathizing with Filch? I sympathize with Filch, too, though. He has to deal with a Especially lot of shit. in this chapter. Um, I just feel a little more worse for him. Yeah, um, 
But I, also, why couldn't he take the pepper up potion? Is he too proud? Can he not take it because he's like a squid? Yeah, I wonder what happens if muggles take or non-magic people take potions. But he is like a magical person because he can like still see Hogwarts and stuff. Yeah, like but that. he because he has magical blood. But I think. I would think that the way that you can, like, ward off potions and stuff like that would be that you have magic running through you. But I don't know if muggles can't take potions. Like, I don't know yeah. what the rules are. But I feel like you're still, like, you you have the same magical resistance as a muggle. But you have, you are aware of magic so you can see magic. Like, I think the Grangers can still see Hogwarts, too. And they can still think see things that wizards can see because they know that it's there. Like, they can get into Diagon Alley and they see the stuff of Diagon That's Alley. That's true. But I, I just feel like he could probably take a potion. I said maybe he's too proud. Yeah. That's true, too. And I don't know a lot about it. <laughs> I, uh, oh, really? I don't have some strong... I don't have really strong opinions about, about it, but it is an interesting thing to talk about. And I love that Fred and George have a drawer. Like, a whole drawer. My favorite. <laughs> honestly. Like, uh, please give me a fuck Mary Kill cruise with one of the Weasley twins. Instant Mary. Like, they're great cruises, but obviously, I married them. Okay, I'm sorry. I actually had, like, quite a few notes. Well, no, <laughs> go ahead. Molly, they're not, they're Molly just, like, is, dumb. like, note up a champ this week. I took a lot of notes on this chapter. Um, what would his suggested sentence has, have been? Because he got cut off. He was, like, crime befouling the castle, and then suggested sentence, and it gets cut off by the... Uh, yeah. Crash. What would his suggested sentence have been? You have no idea. Just like, like detention or like he would have had to clean. Like the obvious would be like you just have to go clean them. Like, yeah. But I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah. Being hung by his ankle. Yeah, I feel like for an cleaning hour. them is too reasonable for both. <laughs> you have to clean them with your tongue. Ugh. And then I said, shouldn't Harry have just left? Like, when, when as soon as Filch left, he would have just been like, I'm out of here. Would you be like, I'm out of here? I wouldn't, but, like, Harry would. I don't know. Like, Filch well, is still, like, head of detentions. Like, I would not leave until dismissed. I would not trying to get another detention from Filch. That's true. But, like, Fred and George definitely would have Oh, left. they definitely would have left. And I just want to emulate them. Not really, but, like, I love them. Okay, now I'm to the saddest thing ever. That's what I wrote. <laughs> so sad. Look, honestly, the only thing that makes me feel for Filch is that Filch and I are in agreement. Like, no, I would be the most crotchety, um, like, curmudgeon if I knew about magic. But I and, put myself in that situation. If, but no, if I was a squib, like, no matter what, like, I would be so awful to be around if I was a squib and knew about magic and everyone in my family plus all my like whatever people I grew up with were magical people and I wasn't magic plus everyone hates me because I'm a squib like there's nothing sadder than that for me oh I definitely is the saddest thing but like I would have been more like Mrs. Fig like just built my life as a muggle and like that's so sad though it's still so sad it's super sad but I wouldn't put myself where students are being taught magic like that's like the like, you're just punishing yourself more. I know. It's so sad. Like, come on. Oh, God. Remove yourself from the situation, Filch. I, there's nothing. There's nothing worse. That's my biggest fear in this magical world. Like, that's my biggest fear in my life. <laughs> if there's magic... That in you're this, a squim. If, if, this ma- if there's magic exists, I don't want to be a muggle, okay? 
So don't tell me about it. Don't be my friend and come out to me and be like, I'm a witch, I have magic powers. Like, I will begin to s- a seed of hatred for you. But what if they do, like, nice things for you? Like, put a nice little... I would, like, still cry every day. Like, I still could be friends with you, but, like, Molly, is this you trying to, like, soften me I'm up? I'm just, like, checking out what's going on. Like, just need to know Are you trying to facts. tell me that you're a witch? Dude, if I was a witch, I'd already tell you. I know. <laughs> Everyone on this podcast would know. <laughs> I would be like Petunia. I'd be writing a letter to Dumbledore. I'd be like, hey, what's up? Like, I'm the biggest witch fan. fan. Like, I make me a witch. Ugh. All right. Anyway, the quick spell makes me sad every time we think about it, and I um, have so much sadness for Bilge. That's all I have to say. We should also... Here's the quote of... Um, of the... The little advertisement that comes with the quick spell. Oh, yeah. Feel out of step in the world of modern magic? Find yourself making excuses not to perform simple spells? Ever been taunted for your woeful wand work? There is an answer. Quick spell is an all-new, fail-safe, quick-result, easy-learned course. Hundreds of witches and wizards have benefited from the quick spell method. Madam Z. Nettles of Topsham writes... I had no memory for incantations and my potions were a family joke. Now, after a quick spell course, I am the center of attention at parties and friends beg for the recipe of my scintillation solution. Warlock DJ Prod of Didsbury says, My wife used to sneer at my feeble charms, but one month into your fabulous quick spell course and I succeeded in turning her into a yak. Thank you, quick spell. Oh, yeah, my other note on that was, like, of course there's something like Quick Spell. Like, yeah. a telemarketer, kind of, or, um, what are those commercials called? Um, infomercials. Yeah, infomercials. Like, it's so, like, where there's a weakness, there's yeah, exactly. a selling. Way to prey on the exactly. poor squibs. Or, like, someone who got kicked out of Hogwarts. Like, I wonder if Hagrid has, like, a Quick Spell. Yeah, I don't think so. No, because Hagrid, like, wasn't in Hogwarts enough to, like... Oh, my gosh! We get the vanishing cabinet! Whoa! Did you also note that we get the other vanishing cabinet in this book? What? In Borgen and Burks, Harry hides in it. Hides in the vanishing cabinet. But then in this chapter, the one that's the Hogwarts vanishing cabinet is thrown downstairs. So it's It's broken. broken. I know. And then J.K. Malfoy has to fix it. Amazing. J.K., look at you. That is like, I am physically bowing to you right now. Because even if you didn't have this planned for book six. Which I kind of think she did because she introduced both of them. Yeah. But, like, so you must have had this in the works I think in your she head. just thought, I'm going to use this again. That's, I think, what she thought. Like, a vanishing cabinet. But, like, twin cores, twin cabinets. Like, you're really working yeah. with this. Goes along with my theory about Harry and Hermione being twins. Like, she has a lot of twin themes. Going <laughs> <on>. <laughs> um, and Mrs. Norris and Bilge being twins. Right. Like, like a lot of twins going lot on twins JK. <laughs> um, well, do you think that, so Harry didn't, Use the vanishing cabinet when he's in Borgans. Is it because he never actually closed it because he was like super eavesdropping? I think you have to say a spell before it vanishes. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. We don't really see. But I don't think he actually closes it. I think he keeps Because like in the movie cracked. we get to see Draco in there working on it, but we don't really get to see him. And we don't get to see him in the book because Harry doesn't follow him into the room of requirement. 
So yeah. we don't know. I think, I assume there has to be a spell. Or you have to be thinking about it. Maybe it's like apparition. Yeah. Or, except for they put none. Like the person who puts it in there has to think like where it wants it to go. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Uh, amazing. This vanishing cabinet, I was like, it was a surprise. It was honestly, I've read this book so many times, but it was a surprise to me. I was like, whoa. When, right before it tells you what happened, when they say that it was a crash, I was like, oh, it's the vanishing cabinet. Like, yeah, it came back to me. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That was a really great Easter egg. When Filch comes back, it makes me the most uncomfortable. Like, I feel yeah. so bad. <laughs> that part's so bad because he's just like, he's talking. so embarrassed. So embarrassed. It's so sad. He's like, you didn't read mine, but if you did, I. It's you, not like, mine. It's not mine, but it, it was for a friend. I, uh, oh, I was like, oh. Asking filled. for a friend. And Harry's card. just like, no, I didn't read it. I, but Harry doesn't even fully understand, like, he why he know would need is. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be sad. Be sad. Harry's so nice. That's my next note. I'm sure it's about him dealing with Nicholas's, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, what were we going to say? Plan. Anyway? That's all I said. Just Harry's really nice for going along with it. Oh. That's all my note is. Minus. Nick, why couldn't you have just done it to be nice? Like, Nick, and also you should know that, like, that would be miserable for, like, a human or an alive person or whatever to go to a death day party. But it's also cool. Like, Hermione's right. Like, I would be interested in going to a death day party because of, like, how many people get to go to that. Like, that's cool. But that's, like, shady AF. He's like, oh, I did this really nice thing for you. Oh, thank No, you it so is. Much. It's super shady. And it's super Slytherin. Like, I don't understand. Like, Harry is a nice person. Just ask Harry yeah, to go with Harry you. would have done it anyway. But... I think it's, like, it, yeah, it's also, really... Also, it's, like, the Night of the Thieves. Like, I would be... I would not want to go. I would probably not go. See, I don't know why Harry commits to going the whole time. Like, I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna eat my full Halloween dinner, and then I'm gonna catch you later at your, your like, party. Like, stop by. Like, I'll something. stop by, you know? Do a classic drop. Like, I'll drop either in. go for five minutes in the beginning or leave the feast, like, five minutes early. Right. That's what I'm doing. Like, how long is it gonna take you to eat the Halloween feast? Well, they have so many courses. I don't care. I would I would not miss that feast. It looked real good. But also, like, I kind of blame Nick, like, because I want to for... But I think that's why Harry's so nice. Like, actually, I like I probably would be like, oh, yeah, I'll go, and then I'd go at the end. <laughs> but Harry's like, no, I'll go for the whole thing. This is why I like defending Harry, because he's so, like, just Oh, yeah, I think kind. Harry's being super nice. The only thing I was, like, just a tiny bit was, like, you did Ron track that Ron was, like, mother. not feeling it. Ron was, like, on in our corner. Ron was, like, I, I would have been Ron. Ron, why are you celebrating your death? I'm going to the feast. Which, yeah, I have a note about that, that Ron could have just gone to the feast. No, he doesn't, no go, one any, was he doesn't go anywhere without Ron and Hermione. With Harry and Hermione. <laughs> He goes everywhere Harry and Hermione go. Okay, so where are you? Um, pretty cruel to the salamander. Same. <laughs> not, my note says, Jesus, Fred and George, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Wow. That is a living creature. And it says, rescued in quotations. Jigger <laughs> Mullick is so sassy. I don't know how a salamander is, like, magical, though. 
using a salad. Oh, maybe it says rescued, so they're probably feeding the salamander. I don't think so because I think when Harry and Hermite and all them take um, care of magical creatures, there's a unit on salamanders. What is what is magical about a salamander? That's what I'd like to know, JK. <laughs> like, if it was a chameleon, that would make more sense because they like uh, more, they like camouflage they themselves. They are magic. They're in a magus. <laughs> or no, they're metamorphic. Whatever. Metamorph. Magis. What? I don't know. I can't. Metam- it's a metamorph. Metamorph. I think it's just metamorph. Metamorph Marges or something. Yeah. There's a second part to it. <laughs> tweet at us if you know what it's actually called. You can look it up on Google, but tweeting is better. Sorry, I just became, what's his name? From Parks and Recreation. <laughs> um, uh, Josh. Um, John. Josh. Who am I talking about? Who are you talking about? I'm talking about uh, not Josh or John. That's not. Aziz Sanzari's character? Yes, him. Oh, no, no, John Ralphio. John Ralphio, there yeah, it is. Yeah, he it is John. I, I thought you were trying to Izzy Cesari's character. John Ralphio. <laughs> and then uh, his sister, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, I know uh, Jenny Slate, but I can't Oh my gosh, she's so funny. She's my favorite. Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. <laughs> Money, please. Money. <laughs> she's hilarious. Oh my god. Uh, Watch uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a quick plug for a show plug that definitely needs it. Parks and Rec is amazing. After you finish reading the Harry Potter series See. and listen to our podcast, <laughs> please watch Parks and Rec. It's In your hilarious. spare time. All right, back to the death day party, <laughs> which is where I'm at. Uh, me too. The dungeon was full of hundreds of pearly white translucent people, mostly drifting around a crowded dance floor, waltzing to the dreadful quavering sound of 30 musical saws played by an orchestra on a raised black draped platform. A chandelier overhead blazed midnight blue with a thousand more black candles. Their breath rose in a mist before them. It was like stepping into a freezer. Um, this is my favorite um, this I don't even know how to call it an Easter egg, but like an Easter egg of funny. Like a group of nuns at the party. What did they have left? What did they do that they had to stay after these group of nuns that had to stay and like come back oh, as ghosts? Like yeah. I think that's so funny well, that JK like just threw bad. That, just like threw that in there. They want to be in heaven and they're not. Right. Like, they are Ouch. stuck. Like, what did they do? I was just wow, like, what a great little find. I didn't even think about that. It was just funny. I was like, oh my god, JK, you, like, your sense of humor is, like, killing it right now. Yeah, I said that all of this, and I said it earlier, is, like, so clever of JK Rowling. Yeah. Um, like, the music and, like, how she does the food. And, like, she thought about it so much, which... I'm just kind of like, why did you put so much thought into this? Leave it alone. It's so, it's such great world building. I love it. I know, but like, none of this ever comes back. Like, it's just you know where it comes back in my memory. Like when I think about the Harry Potter books in book two, this is like what I think about with book two is the Death Day. I do think about like the whole not eating thing and like going through the rotten food like a lot. Like that comes up in my mind a lot. (laughs) But I'm just like. I do think it's just, like, funny that, like, it never even is a thing again. Even, like, the music or whatever. Uh, even though, like, ghosts remain a part of the story. I don't get the music. No, there's no reason the for it. The music makes no sense because they can hear fine. Like, why do they need screeching 
music. Yeah, here are my notes. Seems miserable. Ron didn't have to go. I would have just said hi to Nick and left. <laughs> are those your only notes about the party? Well, I have stuff about Myrtle, but oh, like, yeah, on, I've got Myrtle these are stuff. like my my pre notes. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Ron did not have to just go. like on the party in general. Um, my note next note just says moaning Myrtle. I said this is the best part of the chapter. This is my favorite. <laughs> I think it's so funny. It's so mean. Like Peeves and Myrtle, <laughs> best part of the chapter. So mean. It's so so mean. She's. I can't say it without laughing. Because uh, Hermione is talking shit about Myrtle, like gossiping. She's like, uh, I had to avoid that bathroom. I know. And then Peeves is like, you were so nice to Myrtle. I know, I've Peeves call her. sucks. Peeves is like a classic person at the party who shows up to like, you know, like just like cause trouble. Look, I'm saying this like as a middle child, but he's such a middle child. <laughs> Right. Although I wasn't that type of middle child, but that is a definite part of being a middle child. Um, but just on Myrtle, before we get too like giggly about Peeves and Myrtle, because I've got some notes on that. But the um, I love that J.K. Rowling introduces really important characters like Myrtle in this seemingly innocuous way in yeah. this chapter that has, like like you said, no purpose because it doesn't make <laughs> yeah. you, it makes you quest, like when you're trying to figure out the mystery by the end of the book, you're not like, oh, it must be Moaning Myrtle who's the, yeah. the, who's the girl because you met her in this, you don't think yeah. about it yet. You associate her with, like, being annoying or being crying. Like, you don't yeah. associate it at all. And the same thing happens with Quirrell. When you first, in the first book, you first meet yeah. Quirrell with a bunch of different people. In Diagon Alley. In yeah. Diagon Alley. Like, he doesn't have, like, this big, like, I'm the villain introduction. Not that Myrtle is the villain. But she, yeah. not that, oh, you're this big clue introduction. I just thought of something huge. I don't know if it's huge. But she's not in the bathroom when it gets opened. Because she's at the party. Yeah. And when Jenny um, opens it, she's not there to even see that happen. Mm -hmm. I just thought about that. Amazing. That's because I'm crazy. sure Dumbledore has been interviewing her on what's been happening. I don't think so. You don't think so? Um, no. Even after she, like, is... Oh, that's true, because... Because they don't know that... They don't know it's in the bathroom. That was just dumb. Think, yeah. Sorry, my No, bad. I just had to think about that a lot, too, um, why he wouldn't... But, yeah, I don't know. That's true. He, um, but because he even finds her innocuous. Like, it's yeah. just... It's such a good... Like, so clever of JK. Love it. Yeah, they, like, know that she was killed by the monster or whatever, but they don't put it together that it's, like, mm -hmm. the bathroom or anything. Um, yeah. So, yeah, love this Myrtle introduction. And this is also, we were talking about first intros for everybody. This is Peeves' first intro. Mm -hmm. um, which I always thought Peeves would come back, like, in a bigger way in the whole series. And he's just... Always the, like, the same. Like, and he's consistent, but, um... This is why he wasn't included in the movies. Because he doesn't have a greater purpose. Yeah. So sad. Um, I just love his little bit in the fifth one. Oh, yeah, he says, yes. Just, like, in general. Yes, I thought, I'm, I thought you meant in the fifth movie. I'm like, he's not in the fifth movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, My next note's on Sir Patrick. 
um, my just I just have a a little I just want to add in um, poor Myrtle. She was bullied in life, and now she's bullied forever in the afterlife. Aww, like that's yeah. so sad. Like in the matter in a manner of seconds, uh, Peeves calls her fatty <laughs> and spotty. He's like, you forgot spotty, pimply. or in the in the English version, in the American version, it's you forgot pimply, 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 pimply. And I'm like, you're so mean. Um, That's awful. Yeah, also, and I guess you're kind of like stuck as like a 13 year old. Yeah, it's like, girl. I guess you're like stunted in that like emotional state because like how much she like cries and stuff, even now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so my note was, like, Sir Patrick is kind of the worst, but he's, like, the popular kid of the ghost table, like, at lunch. He is. He's the absolute worst. I can't stand Sir Patrick. Who shows up at somebody else's death day party to be a dick? Um, well, I don't know why I didn't say this note earlier, but when he got the letter, though, I thought it, like, there are valid reasons why he's not in like, the Like, I get though. it, but then to show up with the whole oh, headless yeah. hunt is so rude. I'm not on Sir Patrick's because side. Because he writes every year. Like, which is sad, but like, like it's sad, but he, and then he ruins his death day party, but he like couldn't be in that group. Like they play hockey with their heads. Like what's Sir Nick going to do? No, I think you're right. Like yeah. he can't be in that group. He needs to let it go. He's got an eternity here. Yeah, but it's sad. <laughs> Just like Poor find thing. another group. Poor thing. <laughs> like you and the, the, the fat fryer, like make your own group. The fat fryer is just just wants everyone to get along. Oh. What did the fat fryer do? Like, how is he a ghost? Yeah. I think we looked this up, and he it does. There's no like canon yeah. of what he does, but I want to know. I say it was like a potion backfire. But that's why he. Is a ghost forever? Oh, no. That I just think that's how he died. And that I have no bearing or reason for that. I just made it up. <laughs> Maybe she did it on Pottermore. I'll check. I'll update you. Okay. Okay. So I'm on the snake. Yeah. Okay. The snake is saying rip, tear, kill. What does this snake know about ripping and tearing? Like, what does it want to rip and tear? Well, it being, like, controlled or, like, possessed, kind of. Yeah, but it's, like, rip, tear is a like weird... Like, the bodies, like, the skin. I know, that's weird. It, like, likes the flesh. Which I thought, one, it was interesting that the way, the same way that she describes this voice is the same way she describes Voldemort's voice. Mm -hmm. Like, high-pitched mm -hmm. and, um... Snake-like. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, you know. Um... I also, and I, I think I meant to mention this in the last chapter, now I don't think I did, but I would assume that this was in my head, like the voices. Did I say that? You did. No, okay. you definitely yeah. said well, that. Well, I'm saying it again. I would just assume this was in my head. Um, and not like, because everyone, like Ron and Hermione are like, we don't hear anything. So I would start reflecting on myself, which I think is kind of cool that Harry is like, no, like I can hear this and somebody's in danger in that is part but of I Harry's also, character. Yeah. One, Harry, we already know, has a hero complex. <laughs> Two, I think Harry has, like, Harry has grown up his whole life thinking things are in his head. And True. now that he's in the wizarding world, he's like, no, there was an there's explanation for yeah. that. And there's an explanation for this. True. 
um, also as a kid, this voice thing, this rip kill thing was terrifying, was horrified. I was like, what is he saying? Rip, tear, kill. That is fucking creepy. Somebody. I don't have strong memories. I do. The second book. Nightmares. Nightmares. Um, does Rod and Hermione think Harry is going crazy? Because I would. Like, I would assume, like, something was wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, Harry should be going crazy. He lived in that cupboard for so long. Yeah, like, it's expected. (laughs) My last note just says, fudge you, Malfoy. Um... Yeah, I said now he's just saying it all the time. The MG word. Yeah, what a terrible. Um, Although I think if we want to think about it, that he probably because his dad has been plotting this thing, he he probably did get a lot more of it this summer, like before coming to school this year. Like he think? probably uh, yeah, because he knows some somewhat about the pl- like somewhat like you'll be next mudbloods like he his dad has been talking to him or he's been listening in he knows vague things you know and i think he probably heard it more this summer and that's why um one thing i noted and i don't know if it's actually a thing but ryan kind of has like a weird reaction to this he's like we shouldn't be seen here yeah Um, i thought that too i don't know if it was like he knows something or like suspect something or if he's just like avoiding getting in trouble like it could be just like he doesn't want to get in any more trouble but it seems weird that he's like we shouldn't be here like we need to like not be seen at this so I just thought that was like interesting and I don't know if it really is anything more than it is but or maybe this is like a huge leap but maybe Ron is already thinking maybe this is Harry because he can hear the stuff. Yeah. I think that um, maybe he doesn't think it's Harry, but he's, like, concerned about the voices. Yeah. And I think and it might be in the movie. I don't know if it's a line in the book where he says, like, even in the wizarding world. Yeah, that's in the book. Here. I mean, it's in the movie. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know if it's in the book. Um, which I think is a valid thing to say and to feel. So, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I also think Ron also is known for being more instinct, like, instinct. Like, Harry has a lot of good instinct, too, in, like, terms of crisis. But Ron is like, this is not, like... He knows when it doesn't feel right. Yeah, this is not right. Yeah. And Harry's like, we need to help them. And Ron's like, uh, no, we need to get the fucks out of here. And Hermione's like that, too. She's like, something's, like, in the graveyard. Like, she's like, something's not right. And, um... Yeah, sometimes Harry lets his, like, wanting to help his people hero yes, judge that his instinct, which is normally good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was my last note was, Ron, you, you know what's up. <laughs> yeah. So those are my notes on this chapter. Are we quizzing or rats? Let's rats. Let's do our reading rat and our chapter champion. You may know who my rat is. Yeah, I have no idea. It's Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Borington. Color me surprised. And who's yours? Uh, Sir Patrick. Oh, okay, valid. Who shows up at somebody else's death day party, like, with the thing that they know they hate the most, and, like, they take He's all being of extra. the attention. He is being extra. Like, <laughs> I want to Kirk on him. <laughs> That's some slang. That's some slang for, the for you. Uh, but it basically means like going off on something. <laughs> We're really cool. But anyway, I um, I was I I don't know. Sir Patrick like really made me mad. 
I had trouble finding a champion this chapter. Um, I did a little bit, but I went with Myrtle. <laughs> I almost went with Myrtle. That was, like, I crossed her out, like, Myrtle right here. <laughs> uh, she was, like, my comic relief. Well, and Peeves, but, like, I couldn't give it to Peeves. Peeves is the fucking worst. You can't it's give it to him for being a bully. Yeah, so they were my comic relief for this chapter that I don't love, but I love J.K. Rowling putting this stuff in, yeah, and, like, her creativity. J.K. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I as much as I don't like this chapter, and I still stand by that, um, I do really like what she brings in, like the the world building and all of that. I just don't like it in the context or like in like the real life of the story, like being a person dealing with like having to go with a to a death day party and all that stuff. Yeah, and like the whining and like not telling you what it's actually about thing. Whatever, I'm not going to go into it again. <laughs> my champion is nearly headless Nick. Oh! Because, here's my reasoning. Because he needs to win something, man. Like, if he can't be in the headless hunt, he will be my chapter champion. He's the Gryffindor house ghost. Like, that's, like, a big honor. Yeah, I also have to, like, rep my Gryffindors. I gave him champion this uh, week. I had a really rough time picking. I had no idea who to pick. I didn't have very many champions. Um, I gave this points solely on how it is, like, as a chapter and not what J.K. Rowling brings to it, and I gave it 15 points. Oh. I gave it 20 points. Because, like, I think it's funny, but I do not think that it, like, moves plot forward. I, but I love the Easter eggs. I give 20 points for all of the, like, things for really, like, that Myrtle hides in here and the vanishing yeah. cabinets. Yeah, I like all here. that stuff. I love that. And, like, I think the, like, sneaking Mrs. Nora's introduction is clever. I feel sad about Filch, like, all of that. Yeah, which honestly, like, takes away points. I don't want to feel sad about Filch. Like, I like that it brings some depth to his character, but, like, I don't want to feel bad for Filch. I just want to dislike him, which I do go back to disliking him as the story goes, especially in the fifth one. Filch is the worst, but, like, this is sad. But we know why we he's understand the worst. We understand why he's the worst, which is just straight-up good writing. You should always know why your main your main villains are your main yeah. villains. Some of it you don't find out till the, like, third to last chapter of the seventh book. And you we never know why Bellatrix behaves the way she does. Oh, but yeah. Why is her not Snape? Well, Not that he's a Carter. villain, but... Right. I, I still would consider Snape in the, like, villainous category. Yeah. You kind of learn why, though. Yeah. Like, at the very end, which is devastating, because you spend so much time. Oh, don't... Don't get me started. Also, don't get me started on Sirius Black when you think he's... A, like, that introduction to Sirius, once I know, like, every time I reread, it, like, breaks my heart. Look, I'm so pumped for the third book. Like, I I'm love so the third pumped. book so much. I'm just gonna be crying every chapter. I'm gonna be so excited about every chapter. Uh, third book's gonna be a great I have chapter. a feeling that this reread, the third one's gonna become my favorite because I know there's so many flaws in the fifth one. And I recognize that, but I still love the fifth one. But you love the third one too. I know. I love so like good. they're very close. Like I think of them so differently though, because and I think you talked about this with the interview that we did was that they're in different places. Like that fourth book is such a turning point. Like where the first three are like much lighter, and like their friendship is like light, and like we're all just like having fun at Hogwarts. Yes, there's some Voldemort drama. Oh, the third one is but, just creme de la creme for me. But the fifth, sixth, and seventh are just so much more serious, 
And so I like them for different reasons. I mean, and you're allowed to have favorites in both sections. I do yeah, it like that. They are. Like, I just yeah. think of them as different places. Um, but I still, I'm, right now I'm still putting Fifth as my favorite. Because um, Sirius Black is probably one of my favorite characters. Um, yeah, Sirius. Yeah, I talked about this. Sirius, like, like usually ties for first with Snape. For me. Which is funny, because they're, like, at odds. They're, yeah. But I think both of them are interesting. Like, I love both of them for different reasons. I like Snape because I think he's a very well-written literary character. And I like Sirius because I love Sirius as a person. And I would say, I mean, I always want more Sirius, but honestly, like, she gives us so much... She gives us the right amount of information on Sirius that you know exactly why he is the way he is. Mm -hmm. And, like, you understand him completely. Like, Snape, because it's all introduced at the last minute... I would like more on him and kind of like his side and you get more of Sirius's side. Um, so I, I would love just like one chapter from Sirius's or Snape's point of view. That would be really cool. And we talked about, um, we talked about this in the fan fiction episode a little bit, but, um, in Marauders, a lot of people get weird, have weird, uh, personalities for Lupin and for Lily because the bits that we get of them in the series don't really offer up a full character enough. That yeah. You, but every series I've read is pretty much the same. Like, yeah. you get a, you understand you get right who that character is, bit even in the past. Like, yeah. you understand oh, yeah. their full arc, which is, I think, really important. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Let's, um... Let's do that quiz quiz quiz. <laughs> Hogwarts, Hogwarts, hoggy, hoggy, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. Um, okay. What had Dumbledore booked for the Halloween feast entertainment? Um... The Weird Sisters. <laughs> the Weird Sisters! I have no idea. No, dancing skeletons. Aw, yeah, that was a good question. I didn't know. <laughs> I just went for a guess. That's the fourth book. <laughs> um, all right, so you talked about this a little bit in your notes. Oh, boy. But how many adjectives can you name of Myrtle that either she or Peeves says? Okay, um, Fatty... Body, yeah. uh, glasses. They say something about her glasses. I can't, I could be mixing that up with the movie. I don't think so. So I'll just say it's like, uh, she does a whole line of, do you think, nope. I don't know what people call me behind my back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, 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 I know that and line. And so she says yeah. like, poor, miserable, moping, moaning Myrtle. Yeah. Um, they call her whiny. Um. Yeah. Um. So you said fat, to miserable, moaning, moping. And you said spotty, but mine, mine says pimply. Pimply, sorry. I yeah. was reading the British version, which and says then, spotty um, as pimply. The only other one is ugly. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> it made me so sad. Yeah. Hashtag relatable, poor Myrtle. That was really good, though. Okay. Those, you're, I feel like I went hard on you. Um. Oh, do you have another one? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, I don't have to give it to you, though. No, that's fine. Okay. Um, I need to redeem myself if I can. 
but I don't I don't know if I know the nitty-gritty of this chapter. Oh no. Okay. Filch discusses a lot of pranks that involve gross things that he's had to pick up in this chapter. Um, name some of the things that he has in the past. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I remember listening to it. Oh, gosh. Um, you get two points for each thing that you name. I just guess some gross <gasps> things. Uh, um, I have no idea. I can't think. Oh, man, I remember listening to this, too. That's the sad part. I'm just, I, I'm defeated. Okay. It's, this is what he names. Dung. Great sizzling dragon bogeys. Ugh. Frog brains and rat intestines. Just like, like he's just saying Yeah, that. he was just muttering. Yeah. Yeah, that he's had to. Uh, I should have thought of dung, but I Yeah, that's why I said just name something yeah. that would be gross. Uh, and then, of course, you could have said what he gets in trouble. Like uh, the mud. mud the but mud, but. That wouldn't really count. Uh, yeah. Poor Filch. <laughs> he does deal with that a is lot. a lot like that is gross like magical students like I work with students every day at high schools and middle schools and I can't imagine if they had magic and I didn't like if they had magic and I didn't yeah that's a little bit of an un, an unbalanced system there good app I loved our game um, about this and even though I shed a lot of hate on Nick in this chapter I still I don't ever hate the chapter I might still hate the Norbert one more or dislike the Norbert one that more. I dislike the Norbert one more certainly this that one one's is annoying. just more like pointless or I don't, I don't even I think it's just like the quick spell thing makes me uncomfortable like Filter's reaction to it makes me uncomfortable like I really don't like Nick in this and like how he's acting like it's so petty and just like like just get over it. <laughs> yeah. Um we're we're at that chapter. We're right at the Norbert chapter where I am with my children. Oh. Like I have to read that and I don't I'm I'm thinking of skipping it. No. We get no information. But it's fun for them because it's like a dragon and like Yeah, that's the only reason I'm considering reading it, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to have to read this again. Yeah. And in the picture book, they have all the, like, dragon eggs and stuff like yeah. that. Well, we already, they do that in oh. the chapter before that. So I oh, showed yeah. them all that. They were really interested in that. Like, they are interested in Norbert, which is why yeah. I think I'm going to read it to them. But oh, it's yeah, just... you can't skip. <sighs> are you going to gloss over some of the ending of the book? Like, you know, that quarrel. Like, I guys. don't think we'll get to it. Oh, yeah. Because they are they all graduated, so they're going to be leaving soon. So I don't think that we'll get there. Their parents can decide what they can handle. I mean, Kate already knows. So even if I don't read it, she'll Kate's going to tell. <laughs> yeah. She's going to, like, if I mess that up, she'll be like, um, actually, he um, explodes into dust. So. <laughs> all right. Well, it's been a great app. We hope you guys write in and tell us what you think. Yeah, please do. Um, if you were a ghost, would you have a death day party? Let us know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, here's a clue to get into oh, the yes. next chapter. We didn't do I know. one for this chapter because, um, you know. I think we had one. I don't think we did. 
Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So I don't know if you guys can even listen to this episode without a, a password. <laughs> Um, what is the next chapter? Writing. writing on the wall. Oh, yeah. Mm. My cat has been petrified. <laughs> I want to see some punishment! I don't even know what happened. Is it short? It's kind of short. Oh, who tells the story of the Chamber of Secrets? Oh, yeah. This is a tough In one. In the book. In the book. Who tells the story? All right, that's the end. Laters. Good night. Good good week to you Whatever all. Whatever you're doing at this moment, good, good. Good, good.